Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome to the Oz Network for continued coverage of the 35th season of The Amazing Race. As we are into episode four, or the second half of this mega long leg, and we're here to finally get a team eliminated on this no non elimination like season. Take two episodes to get rid of someone, but we finally get rid of someone. And did it pay off? Did the edit work? Who knows? We'll get into it. Uh, but I am your host, Rossi, and he was here last week, and he said, I have to come back to finish out this long leg. It's Jared. Jared, welcome back. Thank you. It's uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back and uh, that we can, yeah, yeah, put an end to this uh, uh, continue racing, mega leg, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, we had you here for the first half, so it's only fitting that you're here for the second. So. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel? What were, what were your thoughts of the episode, how it continued from the last episode and everything? Uh, I feel like it was another good episode. I feel like um, kind of once again this season, like the challenges were good. I think uh, we'll get to it, but the end roadblock was um, amazing. Uh, exactly what I want from a challenge where, um, I mean, like the order shifted completely and the difficulty was high. Um, but then, yeah, also just the other challenges throughout the leg, I thought were, were really good. I mean, normally I'd come on here and praise the order change, but I was very nervous the whole roadblock. Um, mm-hmm. I'd lose my boys. So, um, it was not fun for me, but I mean, otherwise the episode was great. I thought it, it was, you know, even if it wasn't a, um, like continue racing second half, it would have been just a satisfying, like leg of the race as well like uh, yes there's no flights but like i don't know i just felt like really good i felt like all the challenges were cool there was pros and cons to everything i just thought it worked Hmm. Um, and i thought that the roadblock was easier when they first told it to us but i'm glad that it was actually harder than i thought it was but yeah i thought it was fun i thought that the side character well the side character i said we only really got one she was great Mm -hmm. Um, all the team's kind of bits and reactions were so fun i thought it was just a really fun episode yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I feel like in this one too, we're kind of starting to see some potential, um, yeah, rivalries and bits and pieces between the teams that may, I suppose, come to uh, fruition further down the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested to hear. I I had some edit thoughts that we'll get to later on that, like, um, for the sake of you know long term edgic, I guess we'll talk edgic. Mm-hmm. I had some edgic thoughts that popped up in this episode, so I'm curious to see. How you feel about it. But yeah, let's get into this. Like, it was, it was really fun. Um, one thing I want to know about the recap, you know, like previously on or like last time on or whatever Phil says, I'm still annoyed that those brothers literally give us nothing at the pit stop. 
when they're like, you're last, and they're just, like, standing there. It was even worse the second time. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it's, yeah, it's, like, no reaction to... I feel like the reaction, even this episode, the reactions are from the team that finished last weird. Um, but at least there was a reaction at all. Um, yeah, that, uh, and the brothers are odd and this is probably like a really, uh, bad take, but definitely, I don't know which one of them it is. One of them, their face reminds me so much of Miley Cyrus. And now when I look at them, that's, that's all I can see. Oh gosh, I'm looking at them up now. I have to. I have to know. Um, the one with the like longer hair, or the one with the yeah, like, longer skirt? hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I I get it. I don't fully see it, but I get it. Wow, interesting. Okay, I don't know if I'll be able to see that. Who knows? I might forget by the next episode. But that's an interesting take. Uh, uh, hey, come on! They had the most epi- uh, visibility they've had all season. Got them some slack. This is true. This is true. And then, well, that's and, why the whole time I was like, who, who does he look like? Uh, and then finally I'm like, yep, like Liam and Miley. This is who, this is who we, that's like the new team now. Yeah, like they give us more in their like confessionals about their lives than we ever got anything on the race so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess better than nothing. I'll take, I'll take the crumbs I get, you know. Anyway. That just annoyed me. I thought it was something that I was like, I have to relive this, really? Uh, but for this episode, I mean, the first thing they have to do is go to the coffee shop. I thought there was going to be a coffee challenge. Uh, sad that there kind of wasn't. People seemed excited for it. But uh, no coffee challenge. They just get a clue. Uh, it was very weird that he had it displayed, like, in the back. I don't know. Normally mm-hmm. they're hidden in their pockets or something. That was just very weird that it was, like, hanging up. But... Anyway, nothing really mattered. I just thought it was a cool, like, destination. And I remember it more than X random temple name here. But then they get the clue of they have to do the detour, which is the stand or the deliver stand, which is setting up the, the market stall according to the display. Classic challenge. Uh, and then uh, the other side of it, which is deliver, they have to deliver four mattresses to the hotel. And kind of any way you choose, it doesn't matter if they get dirty or not, apparently. Um which is, like, another standard. Like, I noted that this was, like, a very good, um, like, smart and, like, detail-oriented will get it done. Or you just, like, physically just boom, 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 and you're done. Like, you don't have to do any thinking. You just kind of get it done. And mm-hmm. so I thought, like, in terms of concept, really great. But also the challenges were really great. I thought that both had great bits. Both were really funny. Um, like, the strategies of it all were really interesting to see. Some teams had to, you know, like, her... Our new favorite team, Liam and Jeremy, they had to, like, double time it with two mattresses while some of the other teams had the privilege to do one at a time. And so different strategies emerged and and all the people reacting to the fish at the market. It was just great. I thought that there were two great challenges. And obviously your favorite, the judger of the fish stall, um, was really into it. Uh, She was just... Amazing. Like I, like I love these secondary characters when, yeah, like you've got the locals judging a challenge and they actually give you something more than just like a yes or no. And this lady was living like her best life with her like two thumbs up and then changing it to two thumbs down and her like waving and being excited for everybody when like they got it right. I just thought it was so much fun. And I loved this challenge, the fact that like the fish was still alive. Like there was so much like 
squirming and it just added kind of like a grossness level to the challenge that I think kind of added to the difficulty. And it was really fun here that this was like another, um, a, a good like attention to detail challenge. Um, it did feel like, um, we were kind of getting the, we've complained before how you'll have like the dancing couple and then there's a million one dancing challenges. Well, this, not that it helped them, but like Jocelyn and Victor, they're like, here's another one of your food shop challenges like we've purposely made for you so they can do their standard confessional of like, we work at this store and we deal with this all the time. Like they did like one, two episodes ago. So it felt like, um, yeah, they're really leaning heavy on the market challenges, but I do think the market challenges are always really fun. So, um, I didn't have an issue with it. And I liked that there was like definitely some attention to detail moments of Steve and Annalie missing the eels in the bucket kind of next to the stand. I thought was really good. Um, and then like you mentioned on the other side, I think all the different strategies with the mattresses were great. Um, we have actually like breaking her finger and Todd telling her to like push through and like a broken finger is nothing. Um, so I think there was just, yeah, lots of really great character moments. Um, I loved kind of the passing back and forth down the stairs when like Corey falls down and kills himself rolling down the stairs. Um, there were just so many great moments that were made really um by really clever like choices the fact that they had to use these really this really tiny narrow staircase and they couldn't use the lift um and and to have teams yeah going up and down at the same time i thought was a a really good um challenge choice one thing that i liked is that um the teams carrying the mattress had to walk past the the stall challenge Mm -hmm. so you could see like you could see you don't really know how far along they are because obviously you're not doing the other challenge but it's a really cool detail that you could and like wide shots, you'd see teams with the mattress and you'd see like someone in the background picking up the fish or something. I just thought that was a really fun detail and puts on pressure. Like sometimes you don't know where anyone is. So it's like a cool, like a little bit of pressure on the teams to do it. So I thought it was mm. a great challenge and so many fun bits. Like, um, like, uh, what's her name? Annalie. Couldn't think of her name. She's like, I'm collecting octopuses. Octop- octopus? How do you say it? Oh, octopi. Like, something just simple like that. And it was it Milena who was screaming every time mm-hmm. she touched yeah. a live fish? Uh, was it Greg or John was singing during the challenge? Yes. Yeah. Uh, just so many funny things here. And then I didn't catch it until you just said it now, but the the dancing challenge equivalency for Victor and Jocelyn, mm-hmm. I didn't catch it. But, I mean, I guess we're glad that they're out in a sense that we don't have any more of as a um, – a, a fish market stall mm-hmm. owner. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that, yeah, they didn't get too far of an advantage by this. Um, and then on the other side of the, the stri- like, I don't know. I, we talked about this, like Kristen and I talked about this in episode one, the Todd strategy of mm-hmm. like, he's going to like tell everyone the clue, but he gets to go first. Um, and then either, I think Joel was the one who was like, okay, they're obviously going to see us walk the direction toward the hotel so they're just going to follow anyway Mm. so i thought it was really good that he was proactive and was like all right listen we'll show you where to go just follow us like like i just thought that it worked better to be like hey i'll be a team player than to just be like go on because they were just going to follow him anyway yeah no i agree i think it was really smart particularly um I suppose later in the episode where we get this uh, blanking of um, teams and the idea of working together, I think this is a good way to um, quote unquote work together, but still further yourself ahead of the pack. 
Uh, so you're not getting anybody offside. Everybody thinks, oh, like you're such like a stand-up team. Like it's in their mind. Surely later on when they come to kind of a U-turn or an intersection or anything that requires working together, you've got that good favor stored up, but also you haven't like lost your place in the race and put all these other teams ahead of you. You've maintained your lead. So I think, yeah, really clever, smart strategy by Joel. And like one subtlety that happened because of it, I don't think they fully planned this, but it worked in their favor is that because Joel and Garrett was like, we're only doing one at a time, the other teams just automatically adapted to the one-at-a-time strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they thought, oh, we they tried it and they couldn't do two or something. But just, like, if Todd and Ashley just did two at a time, like, they would have passed Joel and Garrett. Like, so, like, it worked in their favor that they set the precedent of one at a time. Mm. So, like, they didn't get passed by teams. Like, obviously, we saw Liam and Jeremy. They had to do two because they're like, we're in last. We have to catch up. Um, and that was obviously the better strategy to do less trips. Also, I mean, this will be the start of the edgic talk, but like, we're also getting like random, like, we got a lot of random, unnecessary story from Joel and Garrett this episode. Like, he start like, Joel starts talking about his uncle, like, served in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And then they'll obviously talk later about that they opened these letters that their family snuck that, like, they got so much, um, airtime. This episode, not obviously they were in the lead for a large part of it, like we're going to follow them. But I was just like, especially when we got to the Roblox, I was panicked. I'm like, this team just got a visit, extra visibility spike. Not that they were invisible, but I was like, what is going on? Like this edit, like I'm worried for them. Like, do you think this is long term editing? Like we're going to see more of them or are they next to go? Like what's. It's really hard to say because it's it's hard with these like extra length episodes that it's like, are they just filling time or does this have a purpose? It's obviously not um, as like edit edgic heavy, obviously as survivor amazing race, but it does make you think like, yeah, is this, I think particularly within the episode, it made me think similar. Is this setting them up to go home? And I had the same feeling with like Liam and Yuromi where we really got a lot of their backstory as well and these like really emotional moments. And it was kind of like those were the two teams who we got most of this extra content for. And it felt like one of these teams is potentially like going home like this episode. Um so I'm glad that in the end it didn't end up being either of them, which I think is is good when there's a bit more, I suppose, suspense and um, uncertainty with the edit. But it definitely, yeah, makes you think kind of long term. I suppose are we getting this these positive stories because yes, we're losing them soon, or is it because the editors want you know the audience to love them and they go far and they want to edit you know their winners and top top finishes in in a certain light. Yeah, because there are other teams that we haven't gotten really much of anything. Like, mm. Andrea Malena in the edit, but we don't know much about them at all. And it's not like they've been killing it. So, um, it, it's tough to think about, you know. Like, I feel like we know more about Joel and Garrett than we do Robin and Chelsea, who won this leg. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, although they did get their, like, we heard a lot of their story. Like, but it's still, like, just in comparison. We know like, Chelsea does puzzles with her daughter. What more do you need to know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's the make or break difference on The Amazing Race, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that the, the detour on the whole, I know that we kind of jumped to different parts now, but the detour on the whole, I thought it was great. And apparently it's super physical, like in, um, 
strenuous for the mattresses because we mm-hmm. have several injuries. I don't question mark. Will they show up later? I'm not sure. I don't know if you had any feelings about that. I don't know. I don't, I don't Corey think okay? so. I, I think, well, I think Corey, judging by Rob asking if his foot's okay, him saying yes, I'm going to take that, take his word for it. Um, and then but is actually, that one of those like sneaky edits, like in the preview next episode, it'll be like, is your foot okay? And then it's like, actually, I sprained my ankle on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I suppose you have to wait till if they flash back to it in, in next week's recap then definitely it's coming up in that episode or it's coming up further down the line that he's you know torn his ACL or whatever um and then as for Ashley Spinger I think it's maybe a one episode arc but we'll see (laughs) yeah I mean uh, what what was the better advice mind over matter or just I've broken fingers too it'll be fine I think in that moment I'm probably wanting mind over matter rather than a I've broken fingers too. <laughs> okay. Um, two thumbs up for that advice, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 100%. <laughs> then I guess we'll just move on. Uh, the They have to go to the pagoda and make a wish. Did you make any note of any of the wishes other than win the race, win the million dollars, whatever Phil said, you know, the teams did, I mean? No, I thought this was an okay moment. This leg seemed to have, like, a unusually large number of root info tasks where you didn't have to do anything <laughs> particularly challenging. Yeah, I thought, that, oh, again, this was just the whole moment for Joel and Garrett to get extra backstory by not going the classic route of, yeah, wanting to win or win the leg or win the million or whatever. So, um, yeah, it felt like this was kind of really their moment that this kind of triggers the opening of the letters and this big like emotional outpouring from them and kind of some more backstory for them as a team rather than everyone else who is just really wanting to uh, win the leg apart from somebody else had something that was not race related, but I can't remember. I thought, I thought that, that moment was really sweet and I was like, in the roadblock I was flashing back, I was like, oh my God, they got these letters. What does this mean? Why are they mm-hmm. um, getting, why are they sharing this now? Like, I, but in the whole, the moment was so sweet. Like the idea that they got these letters packed secretly and they didn't realize. I, I just, I just, and I love them. They're my, they were already my favorite team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not someone who's like, oh, I love these sappy kind of moments on the TV, but I, it, it was really sweet. Um, and uh, I think Joel he, like, wiped away tears with his beard. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that, but it was so good. I'm like, this, there's its purpose. There, This is just great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I know you're more strategy than, like, these kinds of emotional moments, but this is great. I think this worked so well because it was just the one team. And granted, we got, like, emotional moments from, like, a couple of teams, but it wasn't like in, say, like, Survivor where everyone's getting their letter from home and then we spend, like, half an hour to an hour going through everybody, reading through the letters and everybody crying, like, and I feel at times that's just, uh, it it takes it away because everyone's doing the same thing. Like, it takes away a bit of, like, the emotion from the stories. It's, like, from one to the next to the next to the next. But here it was nice that, you know, it was by itself. It wasn't a challenge for everyone to get their letters. We didn't have to go through everybody reading through their letters from home. Um, it was nice to just kind of focus on the one team rather than having to spread this airtime throughout, like, the 11 different teams. Yeah, it was just great. And the, 
like it was just so random too. It like wasn't a bit mm, like yes. Yep. Sometimes like the, the letters from home and survivor well, well, great, like not to take anything away from it, but like it's a bit, you know, and this wasn't a bit. So it like was felt no. way more genuine as well. So I, I, it was great. And making the end of the episode way more stressful for me. <laughs> um, and I did say, even I remember saying this in the end, that end of last episode that I was like, I wish that leg was a, like an end leg so that they can enjoy their second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, this is awful. But then teams then take get do this, you know, wishing ritual, which was nice. Um, did not ha- not as cool as like in the Survivor China when they're in the temple and they have to do the whole thing. But still, like they do these kinds of cool cultural moments that I enjoy. Then they have to go on. They move to the next, essentially the last place that they'll have to be for the uh, for the episode slash leg. Well, I'll definitely have some questions about how you feel about. I know we didn't like. What was it? The I don't know what they call it in the U.S. But is it the head-to-head, the face-off, whatever it was called? Mm-hmm. And then you run to the pit stop right there. This was kind of the same thing, minus you know the head-to-headness of it. But, but like the pit stops right there. So I don't know how you felt about that in general. I think this was okay because there was no like wait, like wait for the next team, and then you can start, and then wait for the next team after that, and then you can start like this. It felt like it gave a fair enough advantage to the teams who were there earlier, with the exception of uh, Joel and Garrett. But generally, like, you're there longer. You've had more time to check. Theoretically, if you are not, you know, backtracking and double-checking everything, you've got yeah more time to go through every tile and find the specific one that you're looking for. So I felt like this there was enough of an advantage uh, of being early that it didn't bother me that the pit stop was right there. And obviously it being individual is like the intensity of that is definitely heightened as well. Mm. Um, like the, like a, you know, the ro- classic roadblock of like someone's doing the challenge and the other person just has to watch. Um, yeah. Like the stress of that's always exciting. Um, except if you're rooting for Joel and Carrot, then not successful. It's very stressful and not exciting. Uh, but this challenge was like the challenge of the episode. Like everything was great, but this was the challenge. Like it was like, obviously you are better served. I like getting there early, but it was still like anyone's game because there was like nine teams there at the same time, like mm-hmm. still competing for first. Like, and that was crazy. So theoretically, like anybody could have gotten first, really, this leg. It depends on like your luck and, and, and if you find it soon enough. Um, but essentially, teams have to find their exact tile. And I was confused at first because I was like, oh, Anna Lee or whoever is just going to find it first and be like, check. And like that everyone's going to run there and check it. I didn't realize they all had a different tile that they had to go to um i don't know if that was made clear in the episode or i just missed it but i was very like like this is a lame challenge um then i realized they didn't have the same tile so that worked it was even better than i thought so i thought this challenge was great and like the visual of like all of these like red tiles across the whole like grounds it was just great yeah i think this is a, a an example of a challenge that is so simple but so effective like they didn't have to put heaps of effort in. This is already there. Um, just really, yeah, really clever design. I love, too, that they had to physically run to get the person to check their thing and then go. Like, I could just imagine myself finding the correct tile, running to get this person to check it, and then being like, hang on, wait, where where exactly was, the, like, the correct tile again? Like, 
it just added like another element rather than them just standing there and like yelling out check and the person coming over to them them having to go and get that person I think was was really clever as well and it was just it was really tense and exciting like you say to have so many teams there to know that any of these people could finish first um, and then to get like these little like interactions uh, particularly between like Anna Lee and basically everybody else um, and then like the the Chelsea and Ali rivalry that's now potentially in the works for like down the track, I think is exciting. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, just really clever challenge design and really exciting to watch such like an open ending to the race. Yeah. I even noted that, um, I think it was Todd. He like put his water bottle down like right in front of the one that he wanted to check. And then he mm. went to get the person. So I was like, there's all different strategies and you could tell some teams were struggling to find their tile when they went back. Um, the, the bit of like four or five teams being like, oh my god, I found the first tile I checked. How great mm-hmm. am I? <laughs> like, you idiot. Clearly you didn't get it the first tile. If someone did, then like, um, credit to them, but like, you're not gonna find it the first tile. Like, I just, yeah, I love the reaction to like, when the judge is like, no, and they're like, like, no, how could this possibly be? I'm like, yeah, like, there's like a thousand tiles around you and you think you're gonna luck out and the first one you check is gonna be right. It's just, yeah, like you said, really uh, just funny to watch. And the fact that it happened to Moles with teens as well, I think was really cool. Yeah, and their, and their reaction is like, well, you obviously are wrong because I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it was just so great. And then I think was it, uh, insert brother, um, didn't know which way the tile was supposed to go. It was a very random, weird bit that he didn't mm-hmm. know. But like, it's right in front of him. I don't know yeah, yeah. how he's confused. Um, I'll give him fatigue, but come on. And then other than that, like, what did you make of this uh, Anna Lee v. Everybody stance kind of in the episode? I just thought it was fun. I think um, the same as you, I think I was a bit confused at the time, and I think I still am as as to whether there were uh, 11 different unique tiles or if some of these had kind of the same, like, I know that not everyone had the same based on, like, sometimes it was, like, the two, like, antennas or two ears, like, on the left, and for other ones it was on the right, and sometimes they were facing one direction, and then on, on for other people they were facing the other way, like, there was definitely differences between the teams, but I don't know whether there was, yeah, 11 differences, or whether, you know, they were kind of, they were, I don't know, seven different tiles mixed amongst the teams, like, I don't know... And I feel like that wasn't explained maybe the best, but I think this idea of uh, trying to work together, we didn't really get any payoff. And I'm hoping that down the track, like it just makes me laugh at this one reaction of like Chelsea wanting absolutely nothing to do with her. Whereas the other teams probably said, yeah, sure. But as far as we saw, nobody actually helped each other. Like that, that could potentially like cause this rift that, that becomes a thing down the line. Yeah, it was definitely an overblown situation. But I was thinking, before we got on, I was thinking about this. I feel like the worst thing you could ever do in any, like, strategic sense is be indifferent Mm -hmm. to this. And I felt like that's what she was. She was indifferent to the situation. But it's even on Survivor. Like, if someone's like, hey, hey, you want to do an alliance or do this strategy? You say yes. You agree. Yeah. Because at the worst case, like, at the best situation, you use it or you don't even need it. Like, it's like you don't need to matter. But like, just to be like, oh, maybe like, I'm not sure what I think like is the worst thing. And that's what uh, Chelsea did. Yeah. She didn't say like, she could have easily said, 
I'm actually just trying to focus right now. I can't like entertain other ideas. And I feel like that would have been fine. But, like yeah, she I think gave this weird answer in the middle. Yeah. It was weird. Then the no response was, yeah, like you say, probably the worst thing. Cause even like we saw like Annalie herself, like she found Todd's cause he like showed her what hers was and then she found his and she didn't tell him. Um, mm-hmm. so like even she wasn't really being serious on her end of like, well, I'm not going to tell anyone else if I find one that's theirs, but, um, yeah, like you say, just giving like a non-committal answer of like, oh yeah, or sure, or like whatever. Um, even like what you said of like, oh, I'm just focusing on mine, I think would have been, yeah, better than no response as well, or just a blatant like, no, I'm not helping you, which is kind of what it came across as. Yeah, it's like I, I I refuse to help you in future or something. It was like the mm. the in, like the read like the reaction of it, um, which you never want. You you want everyone to think that you'll work with them. Oh, especially on the Amazing Race, like you want people to mm-hmm. be. Especially we've got to vote for this U-turn at some point coming up. Like that's not going to win you favors. No, no. And like while I'm on the topic of the U-turn, Kristen said at, at the end of. Was it Kristen or you said it? I forget who said it, but like, was like, it's good that Jocelyn and Victor had, I think it was you who had said that, like, mm-hmm. it's good that they finished toward the end of the last leg. So they're not viewed as the threat anymore. Obviously, they're out now. But like, and now I'm thinking, like, this U turn, who's like the target? I don't think there really is the target anymore. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, it's been so jumbled. Like, if you look at, like, the, I suppose the last two legs, you maybe say, like, Steve and Annalie are, like, the, like, threats in terms of, like, the front runners with, like, a first and a second place finish. But then the first two legs, they were, like, six and six. And, like, everybody's been really – I feel like everyone's potentially – well, not everyone. Uh, <laughs> Andrea and Milena, I think, are maybe the only team that hasn't finished in the top half at some point but I think even like like Leon and Uremi like a six in this leg was not like terrible so everybody else I feel like has been at least in the top half of the pack like Rob and Corey are probably your most most consistent but they've never won a leg so it's really hard to say like who would be the target and if there is no like major like threat target then I think it does pivot to this uh to more of a personality thing where maybe it is like yeah your Robin and Chelsea have rubbed Steve and Annalie the wrong way. She talks to someone else about it. Then like everybody starts, you know, getting on board just like behind one team to U-turn. Depends really how it's going to be handled. But I do think, yeah, without as standout threat, then maybe it does become more of like a, a personality decision rather than, than race based. Yeah. Cause we've really lost our front runner. I know that they really sucked these last two mm-hmm. like parts episodes, but like they were our front runner. They were the, like the, the ones to be, um, so now that they're gone, it'll be interesting how it kind of progresses forward. Um, but our predictions, um, we all had them very low and I don't think for the reasons that they went out, we had them very low. I think that we could all probably say they exceeded expectations for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but they finished 11th and we were very close. I said right on the money 11th. Uh, Colin said ninth. Jared, you said ninth. Uh, Kristen, she said twelfth. And her AI also said eleventh. So point for myself and the AI. 
Um, but yeah, they exceeded expectations. They, I think we all thought they would suck. And they like blew out of the water. Like I was beyond impressed, even though they are limited in third. Um, I mm-hmm. was blown away at how well they did. Yeah, I did not think, I mean, even heading into this leg, it did not feel like in my mind, like there was a possibility of them going home. Like it very much felt like last leg um, was going to be, you know, like a blip on the radar, something really like unusual for them and they were going to work their way back up. So I did not expect, uh, yeah, to lose them so early. It does make you kind of rethink like how much, in the first two legs, like, the language advantage, like, did it really help them that much to get them, you know, to finish first twice? I don't know. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, it way exceeded everybody's expectations and definitely a team that um, I feel really, like, on any other day could potentially have been, you know, in the running to win the whole thing. Yeah, or could have at least gone halfway, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. is this is shocking for them, like... Especially after, like, such a fall from grace for them. So, you know, sad to see them go. I really did like them. I thought they were really fun. And then just, like, a great team to have. They're, they're enjoyable. Well, I think I did say, like, it's it's interesting to see how teams play from the back of the pack as opposed to play from the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could not play from the back of the pack. So. Yeah, not great under pressure. I think Liam and Jeremy, like, was a good epitome of, like, can you come back from nothing? Like, and they, they, they proved that they could. I don't mm. think Jocelyn and Victor had that. No. So, um, what would you rate the episode? Um, I think rent, but a very high rent. Like, I, I, no, I'm going to buy it, actually. I, I think, the, yeah, the challenges were really good. The team interactions were really great. We got to know, like, more about everybody. Like I said, I think, like, the roadblock to me is what one of, like, the highlights of the season is, and is something I want to see more of in a challenge where um, I think any good challenge has a chance for teams to overtake and for the order to change. And, like, as much as this had, like, elements of luck to it, um, I do think it gave enough of an advantage to teams who are there early for it to be, like, a good solid challenge. And the tension, too, of having your partner, like, watch you in these, like, needle in a haystack type challenges I think is always really good and fun to watch. And the added bonus of having the pit stop right there I think just added to the tension. Yeah, I was going to uh, buy it. And I was like, ooh, what are you going to do? Um, I think I'm going to buy it. I mean, the episode is great, but the, the Joel and Garrett coverage uh, pushes it over the line for sure for me. Um, I'm really hoping that they've fought, they've come from the back of the pack. So I, I do, I hope that they can continue to do, to do that. Yeah. Um, that's all I think about when I like a team. I'm like, that's all I focus on. I'm mm-hmm. like, will they survive? Um, and I'm really stuck. Um, uh, your teams, Andrea, Melena, Robin, Corey, you still feeling okay? Uh, well, I mean, well, now in the back of my mind is, uh, is ankle gate and whether that, <laughs> that comes back up down the line. So thanks for putting that in my head. Um, Andrew and Milena, I think, are probably running on borrowed time, um, <laughs> but I will enjoy them as long as they are there. I was disappointed we didn't get any out of Tanner's reference while crossing the road this episode, so I'm hoping for more of that next leg. Um, but I know I just feel like I feel good about this cast in like general, like, it's just such a fun bunch of characters. I am hoping that like Robin and Chelsea 
I feel like they don't give us much, but I'm hoping that they like they edit them in this villainous light so that they kind of have a bit more going for them and and make them like a bit more interesting to watch. Just even if it is a case of like rooting against them because the edit's trying to push them as the villains. But then everyone else, I think, is is just great. I loved on on this leg like how we got a bit more from like Morgan and and Lena as well, and like how much they must have been regretting using their um. Express past last episode when it really would have come in handy at the roadblock this one. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's great. It's really good casting and it's been such a fun season so far. And very much up in the air in terms now, in terms of like front runners and, and, you know, leaders of the pack. Yeah. Uh, Robin and Chelsea are for sure the least favorite of the Facebook group. I'll let you know that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like we're getting, uh, potentially the villains you wanted, uh, in them. You know, questionable are they villains? But yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, like they're, they're the only ones we got, and yeah, like totally said, there's no front runner, there's no lead. I mean, we've got two two strong teams that have been relatively at the top, and they stayed there sort of. So we'll keep an eye on them, but yeah, otherwise it's really up in the air. I'm excited. I don't know what's coming next episode. I didn't see the preview, but I'm excited. Yeah, so that that'll be it for us. That Jared, thank you two for two two in a row. Thank you. It's it's been fun. And uh, we will be back here next week for hopefully another incredibly exciting um, challenge of the episode of Amazing Race. Hopefully no more market challenges as a market vendor. Uh, Bring on the dancing challenges now, I guess. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time.